Welcome everybody. This is the Yaku Boyan Show where together we will restore our America. Exciting episode today. Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope you had a great and wonderful season. It's going to be a big year in 2020. And let's start it off with something pretty interesting. The topic in the show today is called the anchor of unforgiveness. Not a topic we we cover too often, or maybe a society we talk about often enough. But I will talk to you about unforgiveness today and kind of what what that looks like in our lives. Too often we make these spiritual agreements, which we've talked about before. Let's talk about unforgiveness. And if we're going to be honest on the show, then I'm going to ask you to be honest with yourself. There's, there's no purpose in lying to yourself or hiding things. You know what you're struggling with. I know what I'm struggling with. We know. And we may hide it from others, but it's time that we face those darker secrets, those darker fears, the things that go bump in the night, that keep us up, that bother us, that we toss and turn about over. And we tackle those things in 2020 that we become lighter and faster and more nimble and able to do more and be more effective and make more change and have more impact. Uh, because it's difficult to do that if we're dealing with our own stuff. It's difficult to make an impact in society. And we love to, as people, just keep carrying extra baggage. you know. And the number one baggage collector, if you want to call it that, would be unforgiveness. That's you holding on to hurts. That's you taking offenses and holding on to the offenses and holding on to grudges. And the inability to let it go. And I'm not talking about becoming a floor mat or a doormat for people to just walk all over you. I'm talking about how do you deal with hurt and pain? And how do you deal with when people do you wrong? Particularly as it relates to unforgiveness, because it will become an anchor. It's like dropping an anchor on a boat. It allows you to go nowhere, folks. Absolutely nowhere. You move like you are in quicksand. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like some of your relationships... Just feel like the relationship goes forward a step and then back two steps or it just does not get momentum or it's constant work. And life is constant work. Don't get me wrong. We are always working on ourselves. We're always working on our partners, you know, on our spouse, our wife, you know, our teammates. When it's a team sport, we're always working. But I'm talking about labor. There's a difference between work and labor. Labor is pain. Labor is different than difficult, right? If you feel like some of the relationships you're in, particularly if it's a relationship that's romantic, a dating relationship, and it is constant friction and constant labor, either the relationship is just wrong. You're just dating the wrong person. You may be in a situation that you shouldn't be in, or you are carrying a lot of dead weight, a lot of baggage, and it's suffocating the relationship. excuse me, it may be suffocating you. It's literally an anchor. It's like you going 20 knots or 20 miles an hour on the water and dropping an anchor and it gets stuck in the sand and it yanks you back and slows you down. Now, we've talked about before cutting spiritual agreements, spiritual ties. Now let's talk about how many of these anchors do you have in the water? How often have you dropped anchor because of unforgiveness. 
Because let me share a secret with you. Not forgiving somebody, holding bitterness, holding regret, not forgiving yourself, being angry at yourself, angry at the world, as we see so often now in the far left movement of politics, people just being angry at life. They, they can't even explain to you why they're angry. They're just angry. And then they love to take it out on somebody because somebody's got to pay the price. There's got to be some, somewhere there's got to be a villain. Somebody has to be to blame. Well, newsflash, more often than we're willing to admit, we are the ones to blame. We are the ones holding on to stuff, and it's normally unforgiveness. Where are you in your family? Let's just take stock in your family. How was Christmas for you? Could you talk to everybody around the table? Or were there some family members that got uninvited? Or that you steered clear from? Or that you're dealing with situations in your family today that makes it uncomfortable, where you cannot meet at their house. you got to meet at a public square, a public place. Or there's the elephant in the room, or the one topic that nobody wants to discuss in the family, or the hurt and the shame from a decade ago. Those are anchors rooted in unforgiveness. And we can talk about mercy and grace, and the difference between mercy and grace. And yes, for those of you who are not believers, meaning in the faith of Jesus, in, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, these words are not things that normally roll off your tongue, you know, mercy and grace. But you definitely have to understand forgiveness and unforgiveness. Maybe a new concept to you is that it is, in fact, an anchor. I will go as far as to say unforgiveness behaves like a cancer. It will eat you inside. The notion that you not forgiving somebody is hurting that person is ridiculous. That is a joke. The only person that gets hurt by you not forgiving somebody is you, is me, when I do it, when you do it. We do not hurt anybody else by holding on to bitterness. We think, oh, I'll show him, I'll show them. They're not going to get my attention. I won't answer their DMs. I won't communicate with them. No, life moves on for that person that hurt you. It's like water off a duck's back for them. But you sit in bitterness. You top and toil about it. It consumes your energy and your time. And ultimately, it hardens your heart and it bitters you. It makes you a better person. It's an anchor in life that you need to cut, drop the weight, stop doing it, forgive. Forgive, by the way, does not mean forget. Nowhere in Scripture does God say, hey, you need to forget. He doesn't say that. He says, learn, forgive, learn. Why did it go that direction? Why did that happen? What did that person do? Did you have a responsibility in, in the situation? Did you contribute to the situation? If so, t do some analytics, analysis in it. You know, how, What was your part that you played? Did you lead it there? Did you enable the person? Are you making the same mistakes over and over? Are you dating the same loser over and over? Or are you dating the same girl that's all superficial superficial and shallow and, and you know 
Are you making the same mistakes? Then sure, learn from it. But you've got to forgive. This is not something you can toy with. This is not, there's no way to walk through life and have unforgiveness and be happy. And not become better. And not make the same mistakes. You have got to forgive. And yes, that may look dangerous. It may, well, I don't want to forgive the person that hurt me. How are they going to pay? You're not making them pay by not forgiving them. That, that's an illusion. Okay, And vengeance is not yours either. Being vengeful. Getting revenge. That is the next level past unforgiveness. That's a darker, more bitter place. Because judgment is not yours. No, if you truly want to be set free. If you truly want to become an individual that is affected less and less by other people's actions or lack of action. Then become a person that forgives quickly. Do not forget. Learn from it. Protect yourself. Don't make the same mistakes. You don't need them in your life. I'm not saying that you need to be BFFs with everybody that's hurt you. Not, not at all. But you've got to forgive. Now, mercy and grace are two different things. Grace is completely undeserved. When God extends us grace, there's nothing we can do to earn His grace. It is completely undeserved. Mercy is lesser sentence. Mercy is forgiveness. Mercy is kindness. You deserve X, but I don't give you that. Right? I give you something that's merciful. I show you mercy. But grace is unconditional. Grace is... Such a foreign concept to humanity that we literally cannot wrap our heads around it. We can understand mercy. Mercy we can explain. Be merciful. You can justify X, but you do Y. Grace goes beyond. Grace is next level. You can, if you can get to a place where you can extend grace, because by the way, Grace you freely receive. You should freely give. Again, you can't earn grace. Now what grace looks like is total, unconditional forgiveness as if it didn't happen. This is literally taking an eraser and wiping it out. So what happens to you? What happened to you today? Whether you know it or not, you woke up this morning and God, yes, the God looked at you and said, I'm extending you grace. It's a new day. We're starting over today. This is why, in fact, he came. This is why Jesus came to fulfill the law. That we're not under the old law. That we're under the new law. Where he is the sacrificial lamb. Where he paid the price. Where he can now, God can now say to you today, you start over. Where in the Old Testament, before Jesus came and fulfilled the law, you were saved by works. Moses, David, Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, John. 
All these guys, Paul, Peter, all the apostles, all the disciples, Joshua, that crossed the Jordan into the promised land. These guys were saved by work. They had to perform. There were rituals to perform. They had to work. If you're a born-again believer and believe in Jesus Christ, you're saved by grace. Your work cannot get you closer. It cannot get you more grace. cannot get you more love from God. You can definitely grow closer to God in your relationship with Him as you follow His direction, practice His ways. But it's grace that sets us free. And that's new every day. Every day. To where he literally says, you do not have yesterday and you do not have tomorrow. You've got today. Now, could we as a society get to a place of grace? Man, that would be an amazing thing. Now, we do well if we can practice mercy. And we will do really well if we could just act in forgiveness. Meaning, your relationship with your father that is extremely broken. And as much as he deserves a cold shoulder and deserves you to never call his name or never call him again or talk to him because he abandoned you as a child, forgive him. Set him free. Because that is what happens when you forgive. You actually set people free. You set the person free and you set yourself free from the person. From the hurt. From the history and the pain. So rewire your thinking. Do not for one second think that forgiveness is weakness. No, it is strength. Being quick to forgive is a gift. You got to do it with the right heart. Look, if you just, I forgive you, but there's bitterness in your heart. You're fooling yourself. God says, I look at the heart. So again, be honest with yourself. Don't, let's not mess around here. Okay. On this show and here in this community, we're going to have healthy people. We're going to help people, us, all of us, become healthy so we can move faster and get more done and be more effective and claim every single thing that God has for us in the kingdom. You got a job to do. Stop dropping anchors. Stop trying to run through quicksand. Just like I do not want you to make spiritual agreements with the wrong people or with people at all, but only with God, you have to forgive. I'm going to show you some tough love. You don't have a choice. Forgive. Make a list right now. Sit down. Make the list. If you're driving or you're busy somewhere, make it in your mind. When you stop, write it down. Take note. Who have you not forgiven? And then you pray. And you get to a place where you actually can extend forgiveness to that person unconditionally with the right heart. And again, there's a difference in forgiving and forgetting. Do not want you to forget. Do not want you to allow a person that has hurt you to hurt you again. This is not what this is about (coughs) at all. This is about being free. Because when you don't forgive the person, you stay bound to them. They're on your mind. They're in your thoughts. They travel with you. 
You're not free. You're going to become bitter. If you are already bitter, then you need to pray quickly. Now, let's tackle the, the one that's a little more difficult. Forgiveness to yourself. Forgive yourself. You are not your judge. You are not your master. Forgive and move on. Forgive quickly. And it's always better to extend forgiveness in person. To look someone in the eye and say, I forgive you. If you cannot do that, if that's too difficult, definitely do not recommend that you try to do that if it's someone that's physically harmed you. Do not want you to be in the environment of somebody who physically harmed you. That's not smart. You can extend forgiveness to such a person in writing, through a text, through an email. But if it's a father or a mother, and it's not about abuse, it's not about physical harm, extend the forgiveness in person. Now, is, is all forgiveness the same? Does it always look the same? No, it does not. There's forgiveness and unconditional forgiveness. Well, I forgive you if you promise me you'll never do it again. Can't do that because that person cannot make that promise. If that person makes that promise and says, I promise you I'll never do it again, they're lying to you. Who on planet Earth can make a promise today that they'll never do something ever again? Because they're promising you to be perfect in that situation. It's not possible. <clears throat> and you should not expect that of people. Because you yourself cannot extend that kind of a promise to someone else. That shows you forgiveness. And uh-oh, let's talk about that for one second. How often do you not get forgiveness? How often do you not need forgiveness? Do I not need forgiveness? So let's not be hypocrites. We would love for people to forgive us. Give us a second, third, fourth, fifth chance. Show us mercy. Well, then do the same. Deal with others. Treat others as you want dealt with and as you want to be treated with. You know. So treat others as you want to be treated. Extend grace and mercy as you want grace and mercy extended to you. Extend forgiveness as you want forgiveness extended to you. But forgive yourself. <coughs> so when you forgive, excuse me, when you forgive, it's got to be unconditional. That's not easy. That's not easy. So you got to get your heart right first. Paul wrote and said, Posture yourself. Consecrate yourself. And I'm paraphrasing, prepare for blessing. Prepare. Before you get blessed, so you can receive it. Well, I'm going to tell you today, prepare before you forgive. Prepare. Do not just go and, is I forgive you. It's just words. Mean it. Make sure your heart truly is in a place where you are comfortable with not holding on to the pain and the hurt. You got to let it go. 
This is not just about the words, I forgive you. Those words are dead and empty. Mean nothing. If there's not weight and meaning behind it. And the weight and the meaning that we're looking for here in I forgive you is a pure heart. Unconditional forgiveness. I forgive you even if you don't forgive me. Even if you can't promise me you're going to do it again. No condition attached. That's forgiveness. Wrapped in mercy. Delivered in grace. Undeserved. Unconditional. Because that's the type of grace and forgiveness that I want you to receive. I want you to experience. I want you to remind yourself of the time when you deserved punishment, judgment, exclusion, disqualification, loss, but you didn't. Because somebody made a decision to forgive you and extend you mercy and grace, which is favor. Grace is favor. Be that person. Be set free. Do not hold on to this stuff. Now, it does get more difficult when it is a authority figure like a father or a mother or a coach or someone you've looked up to a pastor a youth pastor <coughs> but you still have to do it get your heart clean and right first and then go ahead and go forgive really forgive a bunch of people and if you cannot get in touch with somebody or it's not safe to get in touch with somebody, then I'm asking you to forgive them in prayer. And as a matter of fact, every time you forgive somebody, I, I ask that you go ahead and forgive them in prayer before you get to them. Because if you do that and you ask God in that prayer, Lord, I forgive Johnny. And I'm asking you to prepare Johnny's heart so when I, when I extend him forgiveness that he receives it right. That he doesn't take offense. Because sometimes when you forgive people, they'll take offense. You'll tell somebody, I forgive you for hurting me. And they'll, they'll attack you. What do you mean you forgive me? You know what you did to me? <coughs> and that may, that may come as a surprise to you. This is also why God says, if you think you have offended a brother, then go make it right before the sun goes down. If you think you've offended somebody. So let's take stock and make sure that we don't do anything to hold us back. Now, very important. You've got an opportunity here. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a yearly gift God gives us. And look, we should, we should treat every day as if it's January 1st, right? This is a whole nother podcast about 
New Year's resolutions, but we should treat every day as if it's January 1st, a new beginning. Every day, and I do. I look at every single day as a new, not just a new day, a new week, month, a new year. God says a day is a thousand years and a thousand years a day in the kingdom. So every day is a precious gift. And I look at every day and I go, hey, we can start over today. We can do it again. We can do it better. We can do it right. Not because we think that makes God loves us more, but because we can contribute more. We can help more. We can show a better example. Today I can go through this day and forgive those that hurt me and not hold on to it into tomorrow. So what I'm going to tell you as January 1st is coming around, do not, under any circumstance, take the crap that you've gone through in 2019 and carry it into 2020. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? If we're playing a game and you're making a mistake and I say, let's do it again. You would not do the same thing. That is in fact, after all, as you know, the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Do not take your hurt and your pain and your unforgiveness And those that have harmed you, that you remind yourself every single day. Those that have stolen from you. Hurt you. Do not take it into 2020. Why would you do that? Do you want the same results? Do you want to waste energy on the same stuff, the same people? Do you want to go hash out the same conversations? Or do you want to go into 2020 light and easy, fast, someone that's lethal, that can move quickly and react, not weighted down and burdened, dropping anchors in the sand, and what happened to you in July of 2019, in August? And I know somebody that's listening to this show gone through some pretty bad stuff in 2019. Pretty bad stuff that may look like a rape or abuse or divorce or someone stole something from you, physically harmed you, embarrassed you, a boyfriend or a girlfriend that left, hurt you emotionally. Those are not easy things to forgive. Nowhere in the book does God say this is going to be easy. You're looking for easy street, you're on the wrong planet. Not easy. Challenging, yes. But overcomable. Defeatable. Beatable, come on. You forgive someone for something and you're free. You move. And I told you earlier, this does not make you a sucker for punishment. Oh, someone come do it to me again. No, you learn. You sharpen up. You become wise. But you stay loose. And you forgive. 
and you let the situation and the person go. And if it is a loved one, then you forgive to love again. And yes, that does mean they get the opportunity to hurt you again. Well, newsflash, every single day God looks at us and says, Today's a new day, new mercy, new grace. Start over. He completely exposes himself for us to hurt him again. To hurt others again and ourselves again. But he knows that the only way we truly are able to serve him is if we are free. So set yourself free by forgiving others before 2020. If you've been struggling with addiction and you relapsed, porn addiction, drug addiction, alcohol, If you've been a mean-spirited person and then for a while you got it together and you're back, you relapsed. Stop judging yourself. Take stock. Find out why it went wrong. Why are you back in there? What triggered it? Forgive yourself. Do it. Do it. Forgive yourself with the right heart and move on. Move on there's a new day a new horizon new dreams new visions you have no idea what's around the corner for you you can't see that far a man can make plans but the lord will direct his steps only he knows what you know is if you get it tomorrow grab it with everything you got and do not bring today's crap into tomorrow Definitely not last week or last month. These things pile up. It's going to suffocate you. You can't walk upright. You can't run at speed. You can't think straight. You can't love. You're in a relationship right now to try and recover for the last relationship where the girl or the guy hurt you. And you're bringing that baggage into this relationship, loading this relationship with crap that it didn't create and it can't solve. I'm just giving it to you straight. I love you enough to do it. Not hear the man's words. Want you to be free and want you to be effective. Want you to change the world. The boyfriend you slept with that you regret, forgive yourself, forgive him, take God's grace tomorrow, pray. Accept His forgiveness, accept His grace and mercy, and move on. Do not do it again. Don't make the same mistake. Learn. Treat yourself with kindness. And stay free. I know this is a harsh message. Look, thank you for listening to this podcast, by the way. I'm asking you, with no shame, share these podcasts. Please, subscribe. Get your friends to subscribe. As you know, I'm not going to bring you stuff that I do not think is not absolutely vital for us as a society to move forward and be restored. We've got to do it. We've got to look out for one another. Please share it out. Recommend it to people. 
Let's interact and engage. All right, so let's start digging. Let's go back real quick, right where you are right now. Sometimes you got to dig so deep, there's layers of crap. You know, it's like going to a turkey farm. I don't know if any, any of you have ever been to a turkey farm. I think it was 2007. 2006, that's right. I was still living in Canada. I was playing football in Canada. 2006. 2005, 2006. And the players, all the players on the team, the professional football team, the Toronto Argonauts, all the players on the team kind of volunteered at different places, right? And so I went and volunteered in Canada over the Thanksgiving kind of period. I volunteered to help in like a community outreach, community service project. I volunteered to help on a turkey farm just outside of um, a place called Mississauga and Scarborough and Toronto and that, that just outside of the Toronto area. So I am volunteering to go work on a for one day in, in the hills area in, in on a turkey farm. So I show up on this turkey farm at 6 o'clock in the morning. I get a pair of rubber gumboots. And if you've never been inside a turkey pen where they actually grow these turkeys. And I mean they grow them, right? Like you grow plants. Because these, these suckers can't move. I'm just telling you. If you see it, you'll... it took a while for me to eat turkey again. I mean, I'm talking about these 15... 10 to 20, 10, 15, 20 pound turkeys overfed, you know, eating from these troughs, standing, you know, feather to feather, can't move. And we're walking in there. We got to catch the turkeys and put them in cages and the trucks show up and they get the turkeys and off they go. Right? Well, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is when the turkeys were gone... You go through a process of cleaning these pens where the turkeys live. And they've got these drop traps, basically false floors, that you go and you got a shovel. No joke, folks. Uh, I only volunteered this thing one time in my life. Believe me. <coughs> Those of you that know turkey farms, you can attest to this. You got a shovel the month's worth of layered, literal crap into these holes that drop and to clean this place out. You know what I think about? When I think about our lives and us not forgiving people, I think of that turkey farm. Layer of crap upon upon layer of crap. And you know what? It was over four feet Four feet of layered crap. It's heavy. It's filthy. It's dirty. That's what we look like in a spiritual realm when we do not get rid of our stuff because of unforgiveness. You go, Yaku, that is a gross analogy you know what you're not gonna forget it you're not gonna forget it you're gonna think turkey crap 
Every time you don't want to forgive somebody, you're going to think about me and you're going to think about turkey crap. Because it's that important to me. I want you to be a person that can forgive. Now, the cool thing that's going to happen is when there is something that you've been dealing with, <coughs> excuse me, and someone knows that you've not forgiven them and you show up and you extend forgiveness to that person, it's going to shock them. Especially when the forgiveness does not come with a lecture. Do not use the moment when you say sorry or when you forgive someone who said sorry to you. Do not use that moment as a lecture moment. You will rob the moment. Your heart will not look pure. You will come across as if you have an agenda. That is not the moment to correct. You can pray <clears throat> that a moment does come for you to share light or shed light on why you guys got there. But the moment you forgive, you do not correct. You just forgive. God will speak in that moment so clearly. The message will be so profound when you literally just say, I want to forgive you. I forgive you. Not, but you can't do it again. And let me tell you why it was bad. And Remind you, we love when we forgive somebody to remind them what they did. As if that makes your forgiveness more valuable. It does not. It just makes your heart impure and it nullifies the forgiveness. Because you're doing it with the wrong heart. So don't use your moment of forgiving as a lecture moment. And when someone is extending you forgiveness... And you say that you're sorry. And you apologize. You don't need to do more than that. Just do it with the right heart. You know what you did wrong. You know what they did wrong against you. They know. And if you really think that they don't know, still, just forgive. Another moment will come when there could be a teaching moment. But don't rob the forgiveness moment by, by feeling the urge or the need to make a point. It doesn't do any good. Okay? Unforgiveness is an anchor that'll suffocate the life out of you, it'll turn to bitterness. If you don't deal with the bitterness, you will come, become vengeful. You'll seek revenge. And at that point, you're off into the woods. Okay? Two rights do not make a Sorry. Two rights do not make a wrong. No. Two wrongs don't make a right. Two wrongs do not make a right. All right? So, quick list. 
Let's start with the heavies first. The difficult ones. Get them out the way. Because when you go forgive somebody that's been, that's been on your heart for a long time. Like someone who, it, who really hurt you or offended you. When you deal with that one, the rest becomes easy. So go today if you can. Today. This day. And go lift a heavy weight off your shoulders by forgiving something huge. Okay? And then start chipping away at your list. Make a list. And, and really go through the list until you've done it all. All of it. Every moment of unforgiveness you can remember. And I don't care if you haven't spoken to the person in five years. Send a text and say... Hey, I forgive you. Now that person may come back. Excuse me, you forgive me. I'm the one that should be forgiving you. It's okay. Let it go. Don't even respond. Don't even retaliate. Just deliver the honest, sincere message. And again, if you can do it in person, even better. All right? <clears throat> so let's tackle this issue. This is the podcast for today because we're getting so close to the new year. And I really don't want you to take this stuff into the new year. 2020 has to be, will be the greatest year of your life. And that does not mean you're not going to struggle with stuff. It just means you're going to respond better. Forgive faster, be lighter, move, and get stuff done. Okay, forgive yourself, forgive the people around you, learn from it. Don't make the same mistakes. Let's commit to one another that we are going to be effective. And bitterness has no place in your heart except God's grace and His mercy. It's awesome. And extend that to people. Freely give because we freely receive. God bless you. You're amazing warriors for change and warriors for good. Together we can restore this America into a moral America. America where forgiveness is a norm. And where we are free, truly free, to go change the world. I appreciate you. Let's talk again next time. You are listening to The Jakob Wayne Show. Together, we will restore our America. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe here and get more information at jakobwayans.com.